Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Before we start with our story, we're just going to play a few voice messages. We've gotten some new voice messages in the mail, and we are going to start a new segment here where we play them. Wait, what does that mean? Voice messages means people are sending us messages no matter where they're listening to us. They're sending in voice messages, and then I can take that message recording and put it into our episode. And they tell us all kinds of different things. Hi. You, you take it out of your phone and I put it in. I take it, and I put it in my hand, and then I put it in. <laughs> that's Yes, that's exactly how voice messages work. That's not even a real thing, Mommy. No, but, you know, that's how my mind thinks of it. It so just guys, comes up on you. Yeah, it comes up on the phone, lets me know I have a voice message, and then I can add it to the podcast or not. And this one I'm going to add. So here you go, guys. Enjoy these voice messages. Hey, guys. It's me, Ellie, and I just wanted to tell you about what we're doing here lately. Yesterday, we went to the pool, and one... And we went to the pool two times. We went to Whitehall Pool. And we had some fun. So we just wanted to tell you about what we're doing lately. And yeah. So bye guys. Hi guys. Hi. We're back from a vacation. Yeah. What were we doing this past week? Um, we had some special guests, right? Um, Max, Emma, um, Sven, and Steffi. That's right. Max, Emma, Sven, and Steffi were here from what country? Jersey. Jersey? No. <laughs> they live where Opa Reiner lives. Where does he live? Germany. Germany. That's right. <laughs> they come from the country of Jersey. I thought you were talking about where we came from. Oh, oh sorry. So, yeah, they visited us this whole week, and we got to do a lot of fun things. Mm-hmm. And what did we do? Do you remember some of the stuff? Sleepover. Oh, you had a sleepover. That's right. What else? Stayed up late. Yes. Um. We went to some cool places. What did we do? I forgot which places we went to. We went to the Renaissance Festival. That was really fun, wasn't it? Mmm. And some yummy. And we ate some yummy food. And we went to the, um, the um, what's that, Broncos things, where the fireworks? Oh, yeah, we saw fireworks at Broncos Stadium, Mile High Stadium here in Denver. That was really cool. But it was a little rainy, right? But it, the fireworks were great. And, yeah, so, guys, we've been on vacation doing a lot of stuff. We hope if you're in the U.S., you had a great 4th of July. Yes, I'll let him. 
And what was that? I saw lightning. You saw lightning, yeah. It's been really stormy here. Every night we get thunderstorms in the evening, bad lightning. Is that lightning over there? Yeah. Just now you saw lightning? Oh, boy. So, anyways, we wish you, um, uh, we hope you had a happy fourth. Uh-oh. It went away. Yep. <laughs> Conchetta's going to sneeze. It's gone? Oh, boy. And this week we're going to be reading book number nine, The Tale of Jemima Puddle Duck. If you remember, she's one of the ducks that took Tom Kitten and his brothers and sisters' clothing. What's wrong with that guy now? I don't know. We're going to read all, we got to read all about her. Maybe she drowned in the water while she was finding clothes? While she was looking for the clothes in the pond? I, she... I don't think so. She's a duck. They know how to swim really well. They do? Ducks, yeah. On water, they love water. Maybe that one's a kid and doesn't know how to swim yet. We'll find out, guys. After these messages, we will be reading book number nine, The Tale of Jemima Puddle Duck. Okay, guys, we're back, and welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Sleepyhead Stories. Yeah. All right, here we go. The Tale of Jemima Puddle Duck. Inside it says, A Farmyard Tale for Ralph and Betsy. What a funny sight it is to see a brood of ducklings with a hen. Listen to the story of Jemima Puddle Duck, who was annoyed because the farmer's wife would not let her hatch her own eggs. Hmm. Why? We'll find out. We're going to listen to the story. Her sister-in-law... Mrs. Rebecca Puddle Duck was perfectly willing to leave the hatching to someone else. I have not the patience to sit on a nest for 28 days, and no more have you, Jemima. You would let them go cold. You know you would. I wish to hatch my own eggs. I will hatch them all by myself, quacked Jemima Puddle Duck. She tried to hide her eggs but they were always found and carried off. Jemima Puddle Duck became quite desperate. She determined to make a nest right away from the farm. She set off on a fine spring afternoon along the cart road that leads over the hill. She was wearing a shawl and a poke bonnet. <laughs> that was probably the cat's clothes. Maybe. When she reached the top of the hill, she saw a wood. She saw some woods in the distance. She thought that it looked like a safe, quiet spot. Jemima Puddle Duck was not much in the habit of flying. She ran downhill a few yards, flapping her shawl, and then she jumped off into the air. <laughs> Look at this. She flew beautifully when she had got a good start. She skimmed along over the treetops until she saw an open place in the middle of the wood but where the trees and the brushwood had been cleared. But can't ducks can't fly? They can, yeah. Jemima alighted rather heavily and began to waddle about in search of a convenient dry nesting place. She rather fancied a tree stump amongst some of the tall foxgloves, but seated upon the stump, 
she was startled to find an elegantly dressed gentleman reading a newspaper. He had black prick ears and sandy-colored whiskers. Quack, said Jemima Puddle Duck with her head and her bonnet on one side. Quack. Look, there he is. Uh-oh. The gentleman raised his eyes above his newspaper and looked curiously at Jemima. Madame, have you lost your way? said he. He had a long bushy tail, which he was sitting upon, as the stump was something quite damp. Jemima thought him to be mighty civil and handsome. She explained that she had not lost her way, but that she was trying to find a convenient dry nesting place. Ah, is that so, indeed, said the gentleman with sandy whiskers, looking curiously at Jemima. He folded up the newspaper and put it in his coattail pocket. Jemima complained of the superfluous hen. Indeed, how interesting. I wish I could meet with that fowl. I would teach it a mind to mind its own business. So she's starting to make sort of friends with the fox, or so she thinks. But as to a nest, there is no difficulty. I have a sack full of feathers in my own shed. No, my dear madame, you will be no in nobody's way. You will sit there as long as you like, said the bushy, long-tailed gentleman. He led the way to a very retired, dismal-looking house amongst the foxgloves. It was built of leaves and branches and turf, and there were two broken pails, one on top of the other, by way of a chimney. Hmm. This is my summer residence. Would you not find my earth, my winter house, so convenient? said the hospitable gentleman. There was a tumble down a shed at the back of the house, made up of old soap boxes. The gentleman opened the door and showed Jemima in. Mm -mm. The shed was almost quite full of feathers. It was also suffocating, but it was comfortable and very soft. Jemima Puddle Duck was rather surprised to find such a vast quantity of feathers, but it was very comfortable and she made a nest without any trouble at all. When she came out, the sandy-whiskered gentleman was sitting on a log reading the newspaper. At least he had it spread out, but he was looking over the top of it. He was so polite that he seemed almost sorry to let Jemima go home for the night. He promised to take great care of her nest until she came back again the next day. He said he loved eggs and ducklings, and he should be proud to see a fine nestful in his own woodshed. Jemima Puddle Duck came every afternoon. She laid nine eggs in the nest. They were greeny white and they were very large. The fox gently admired the, I'm sorry, the foxy gentleman admired them immensely. He used to turn them over and count them when Jemima was not there. At last, Jemima told him that she intended to begin to sit on the next day. I will bring a bag of corn with me so that I need to never leave the nest until the eggs are hatched. They might catch cold, said Jemima. 
Madame, I beg you not to trouble yourself with a bag. I will provide oats. But before you commence your tedious sitting, I intend to give you a treat. Let us have a dinner party all to ourselves. May I ask you to bring up some herbs from the farm garden to make a savory omelet? Sage and thyme and mint and two onions and some parsley. I will provide lard for the stuff, lard for the omelet, mm, said the hospitable gentleman with sandy whiskers. Jemima Puddle Duck was a simpleton. Not even the mention of sage and onions made her suspicious. She went round the farm garden, nibbling off snippets of all the different sorts of but herbs that are used. Like the fox is actually trying to eat the little ducklings. I think so. That's why. She's, because the fox is keeping the duck out of the house. I know. That's why it's, this is saying she's a bit of a simpleton, meaning she didn't really get it what he was doing when he was asking her to get all these herbs and cooking material that you would use to cook duck with. She didn't get it. And she waddled into the kitchen and got off two onions out of the basket. The collie dog, Kep, met her coming out. What are you doing with those onions? Where do you go every afternoon by yourself, Jemima Puddle Duck? Jemima was rather in awe of the collie. She told him the whole story. The collie listened with his wise head on one side. He grinned when she described the polite gentleman with sandy whiskers. How can a duck see when he only has the um, eyes on the fourth of his head? I can see good. He asked several questions about the wood and about the exact position of the house and shed. Then he went out and trotted down the village. He went to look for two foxhound puppies who were out at walk with the butcher. Jemima Puddle Duck went up the cart road for the last time. On a sunny afternoon, she was rather burdened with bunches of herbs and two onions in a bag. She flew over the wood and alighted opposite the house of the bushy, long-tailed gentleman. He was sitting on a log. He sniffed the air and kept glancing uneasily around the wood. When Jemima alighted, he quite jumped. Come into the house as soon as you have looked at your eggs. Give me the herbs for the omelet and be sharp. That means be quick. He was rather abrupt. Jemima Puddle Duck had never heard him speak like this before. She felt surprised and uncomfortable. While she was inside, she heard pattering feet round the back of the shed with someone with a black nose sniffed at the bottom of the door and then locked it. Jemima became much alarmed. <gasps> Look who it is. Oh! Bandit! <laughs> hey! It was the collie dog, Nep, and also our dog, Henna, walked in the room at the exact same time. That's funny, huh? Mm -hmm. The collie dog... They're outside with the foxhounds. A moment afterwards, there were most awful noises. Barking, baying, growls and howls, squealing and groans. And nothing more was ever seen of that foxy, whiskered gentleman. So the dogs locked Jemima in the room because they didn't want her to get hurt. And I think they attacked the fox or chased him away. Why? To protect Jemima because the dogs knew that the fox wasn't trying to cook her an omelet for dinner. He was trying to cook her and her du duck eggs for dinner. 
So they saved her life and the duck's life, the baby ducks. Presently, Kep opened the door of the shed and let out Jemima Puddle Duck. Unfortunately, the pups rushed in and gobbled up all the eggs before he could stop them. He had a bite on his ear and both the puppies were limping. Uh-oh, so he saved Jemima, but the puppies went and ate the eggs. Uh, Why did, did the puppies eat the eggs? Because they're puppies and they don't know any better. And they're still so young. Jemima Puddle Duck was escorted home in tears on account of those eggs. But she laid some more in June, and then she was permitted to keep them herself, but only four of them hatched. Jemima Puddle Duck said that it was because of her nerves, but she had always been a bad sitter. Why? The end. Why was she a bad sitter? Well, ducks lay more than just four eggs, but only four of her eggs hatched. And she's saying it was because she was too nervous because what had happened with the fox. But at least the dog saved Jemima, and she was able to lay some more eggs and save her from that fox. Because otherwise she would have been dinner for him yeah yeah and that my friends is the tale of jemima puddle duck i thought something would happen to her but nothing happened well something did happen but in the end she came out safe and she's okay and now she has four little babies to take care of yeah yeah all right guys we hope you enjoyed book number nine in the peter rabbit series by beatrix potter we will be back next sunday with book number 10 yes <laughs> all right guys have a great day or a great night what do you want to say good night good night Thank you for listening to this episode of Sleepyhead Stories. And if you're new here, welcome. We're so glad to have you. We read a new children's book each week that's released on a Sunday. So please subscribe and you can join in on the fun each week. Big news to share, guys. Sleepyhead Stories now has our own YouTube channel. Hop on there to see videos that are inspired by the books we read. We do crafts, experiments, projects, all the videos are 10 minutes and under and easy for you to do with your parents at home. Make sure you guys are reaching out to us because we love hearing from you and we love giving you guys shout outs. You can do that on our website, sleepyheadstoriespodcast.com. You can do that on Instagram or Facebook, or there is a link in the show notes that you can click on and leave us a voice message. And then we can take that voice message and publish it into our next podcast episode. Really cool feature. Please give it a try, guys. We love to know where you're from, what books you like to read, how you listen to sleepyhead stories, all kinds of things like that. So please don't forget to give us those messages and we'll give you those shout outs right back. And lastly, guys, we want to just say thank you for your support and your positivity. You guys are such loyal fans and we love it. We couldn't and wouldn't do Sleepyhead Stories without you. And if any of you out there want to become a supporter of this podcast, there is also a link in the show notes that you can click on and do that. And you can leave a monetary donation of anywhere from 99 cents a month to as much as you want. And that just helps in the production of this podcast as we grow and grow each month. So guys, 
Have a great day or a great night. We want to thank you so much for listening. We love you guys and we'll talk to you in the next episode.